Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests and providing some entertainment to start your workday. We are talking about a very important issue here this morning. The issue of the day is workplace violence prevention. And as many of you know, we have been dealing as an employer community for several years now with significant workplace violence incidents. Some of them are classified as what the FBI calls mass incidents, where there are weapons used, uh, mass casualties. Sometimes workplace violence is bullying. It's threats that are not actually carried out. We've been doing workplace violence prevention training for years. We do workplace violence um, investigations. We try to help employers prevent these types of issues. And I've always said we need to have a law that requires employers to take some pretty concrete steps to prevent this kind of conduct from affecting their employees. Well, we have it. SB 553, uh, the governor signed it um, a couple of weeks ago. And it is a very important new law. Now, a couple of things I want to point out at the outset. If you have one employee, one employee, you are subject to this law. Okay? So it's very important to understand that the intent of the legislature is that this law applies to just about every employer in California who's doing business in California. Now, what does it require? Well, there are a couple of different components. The first component is the creation of what they call a workplace violence prevention plan. That probably sounds much like an injury illness prevention plan, right? An IIPP, which all California employers are required to have under Cal OSHA requirements. This plan is very detailed and very specific and tailored to the individual workplace. And it deals with things like where people can go if they have a fear or if they've been threatened or if they think there is some sort of threat um, that's a more generalized threat that needs to be addressed, how the organization is going to investigate those sorts of claims, the steps the investigation will take to deal with workplace violence incidents. So there is a lot there. Now, the new law says that you can either include that information in your current IIPP, or you can have this separate workplace violence prevention plan. Also, keep in mind, although the governor just signed this law, it is not effective until July 1, 2024. And I think the reason for that would become clear as we continue chatting this morning, because there are a number of things that employers need to do to prepare to comply. So one of them is making sure you've got this plan. Now, the law makes clear, as I said, it's got to be something tailored to your workplace. At some point, uh, we expect Calosha to, or another agency, to post a model or a template plan, just as they did with the COVID-19 prevention uh, plan requirement. I don't know when that's going to happen. One of the things we're working on in the firm is a packet that we can send to clients who want sort of an all-in-one approach where they're going to get a policy, they're going to get 
a, a sample plan. They're going to get many of the documents that are required by the law. And they're also going to get the mandatory training, which I'll talk about in a moment. And that'll all be for a very reasonable flat fee uh, that any employer in California can use so that you're not overburdened by this requirement because it is a lot of work. There's a lot to do. So this plan, this workplace violence prevention plan is a formal written document. It's not something you casually talk about at, um, you know, a staff meeting. It's going to have to be something that employees can access at any time. You can print it out. You can be, have it available online. You can do whatever you want from that perspective. But this is an actual plan. So there are going to be key components that need to be covered. We will discuss this issue in more detail at our upcoming legal update. We also have a webinar that's specifically designated to the Workplace Violence Prevention Law, to SB 553. That uh, webinar is next week. It is on November 7th. So you can register for either the legal update uh, and or the workplace violence session on our website. We're going to go over all the details, but what I want you to understand for the purposes of this podcast is you do have to have a formal plan. It can be part of your IIPP or it can be separate. The second component of this new law is training. You have to do training when you actually distribute the workplace violence prevention plan. You have to do training anytime a new hazard is identified in the workplace that will also be added to your plan. And you have to do training on an annual basis. Just like the workplace violence prevention plan, this training has to be tailored specifically to your workforce. An off-the-shelf training is not going to work here, folks. You're going to have to tailor it. You're going to have to make sure that it addresses everything you have going on in your organization. Now, obviously, a company that runs a taxi cab service is going to have different threats and different potential issues than someone who runs a convenience store overnight or the manager of an office, right? Every one of these workplaces is going to be looked at a little bit differently. In fact, as you probably know, Cal OSHA and OSHA have designations for workplace violence incidents and for certain workplaces in terms of risk. And something like a taxi cab company, an overnight convenience store is going to have a lot more risk than an office, for example. So, Your training, just like your plan, has to be tailored for your particular work environment. The potential threats and hazards that your employees may be subject to, all right? The next thing you have to do as part of this law is you need to maintain certain documents. One of them is called a violent incident log. You have to have a log for each violent incident that occurs at work. Now, I put violent in quotes because you have to define it in your plan. What is going to be considered, quote, violent? When are we going to trigger the need for a workplace violence incident uh, report or log? So all of these documents, your training materials, your policy, your log, they all have to work together. They all have to be part of your strategy for preventing workplace violence. And I got to tell you, folks, this is not meant to be a check the box. If any of you have ever been through a workplace violence incident, I have. It is frightening beyond frightening. There are so many things that go through your head, go through your mind. 
And then you have to deal with the aftermath. Just for example, workers' compensation carriers require you to notify them when there has been a violent incident, even if nobody wants to file a workers' compensation claim. There are different benefits that you need to provide folks who have been through a workplace violence incident. So there is a lot on your plate here in terms of compliance. Now, one of the interesting things that we've had employers ask about is, what are the specifics of the training? For example, does it have to be an hour long? Does it look like our equal employment opportunity compliance training where we have to keep certain records? There aren't a lot of details out on the actual type of training yet. We will get regulations certainly by July 1, 2024. We think it could be a good idea to lump in your equal employment opportunity training with your workplace violence prevention training so you have everybody together um, and you can either do webinars or you can do live sessions. So we're working on all sorts of solutions for our clients, whether they're public or private sector, small or big workforces. There are different challenges that, that all employers have. So we're trying to help come up with some easy solutions and some all-in-one ideas. But the bottom line is this is going to require some preparation. You're going to have to take the time to read the new law, to follow any future developments in terms of regulations or advice that may come out in terms of what these trainings look like, what kinds of, of topics you need to cover, what the logs are supposed to say, what your plan should um, be comprised of. There, there's going to be a lot of direction coming out. So the good news is we've got some time. We do not have to comply until July 1 of next year, so that is great news. We are able to actually take the time we need to put together a thoughtful and specific program. When you read the legislative history of SB 553, it's really clear that that's where the legislature was coming from. They want employers to spend some time thinking about what hazards their employees may face, making sure they're taking appropriate steps to ensure safety, just basic safety. You know, is the door locked uh, during the workday? Can the public see in? Do they interact with the public? Do they have a panic button that they can use? What tools are we giving our employees and our teams to help them stay safe in this area. It's a very important issue and something that the legislature was clearly focused on. The other thing I want to say about workplace violence is I've been involved in workplace violence prevention my entire legal career because of an incident that happened at 101 California Street in San Francisco. It happened when I was a law student. I was clerking, actually, for a law firm. And um, a, a very serious incident happened at a law firm that is no longer called Pettit and Martin. Several individuals lost their lives. There were lawsuits related to the weapons used. But what it came down to was that the gentleman who engaged in the conduct, he had made a number of threats over the years. He was a former client of the firm. And he had threatened to take action, violent action, so many times that they basically dismissed him as a quack. They decided that he, he didn't really pose a threat. And don't get me wrong, I am not second guessing 
Everyone that day at Pettit and Martin did their absolute best to save the people they could, to do what they could do to get Mr. Ferry under control, get him arrested, etc. Um, he ended up shooting himself in the stairwell while the San Francisco police were, were trying to get to him. But the bottom line is, I am not Monday morning quarterbacking. What I want to do, though, is use that that horrible experience and that incident to remind employers about the importance of planning. Do you have just a simple announcement that can be made in your company, in your office, when something is risky, when people need to leave? You know, Mr. Green on line four, whatever it is. Do you have an orderly way to evacuate your building? Have you talked with your team about letting you know when a client or a customer or um, a patient or a visitor makes a threat or is engaging in odd behavior or behavior that could appear to be um, somewhat um, problematic or threatening or violent? We cannot shut our eyes and just hope that nothing happens. We've been doing that for a long time here in California, and it hasn't worked. We have had so many workplace violence incidents occur since 101 California Street. I'm not saying that this law is going to prevent us from having another workplace violence incident, but it's going to help prevent. And that is really what our focus should be. There are no guarantees in this world, but my dad was a firefighter and we did regular fire drills in our house. How do you get out? What do you do if the door is hot? If the door is hot, you crawl back to your bed, you go out the window. It came in handy, this preparation, in college when there was a fire in my dorm. And I just instinctively rolled out of the bunk bed. The door was hot, went out the window. So this is one of the topics that you do not want to put at the end of your to-do list. We now have a law that requires us to implement a workplace violence prevention plan, to conduct training on an annual basis, and to create those violent incident logs and other documents I referenced earlier. This needs to be on the top of your list for 2024. Join us for our webinar next week. Make sure you know the ins and outs and the nuts and bolts of this law and do everything you can to protect your team. Thank you so much, everyone. We appreciate your joining us. We hope to have you here next time. Have a great day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction. 